Blog Talk Radio. I'm getting there, 10 episodes so far, and this is a podcast for film and TV lovers who also love to travel. If you don't know me by now, my name is Lisa Iannucci, and hopefully you know that I'm the founder and host of this podcast and the author of On Location, the Film and TV Lovers Travel Guide. You can order that on Roman Roman Publishing's website at roman.com, that's R-O-W-M-A-N, or you can even get an autographed copy through Oblong Books in Rhinebeck, New York. You can visit their website at oblongbooks.com. So I'm hot. It's, I'm in the middle of New York, and it's got to be like a 90-degree day. And I am working on my summer travel plans right now, and I can't really do too much this summer. My daughter's home from college, and she's working a lot. And with one car, it's kind of hard to go anywhere. And I'm having surgery on my left hand next week, so I'm sticking kind of close to home until that's over. But the rest of the summer, I made some day trip plans, and I wanted to share with you guys what I was going to do this summer. And I figured this way, if I put it out there, I have to go. (laughs) You know how that works. So here's what I'm planning on doing. I'm going to head up to Mystic, Connecticut, which is only about two hours away from me, to take my daughter to the famous Mystic Pizza restaurant. And if you haven't ever seen the movie, it's from 1988, Mystic Pizza, starring starring Julia Roberts. This restaurant was made famous by the movie, and the movie made famous by the restaurant. So, you know, the bottom line is I'm going to go have me some pizza at Mystic Pizza. And we're also going to head down to New York City again and take a tour of NBC Studios and on a hot day, finally go eat our frozen hot chocolate at Serendipity. And that's the name of one of my favorite romantic comedies ever. And it stars John Cusack. Um, And it's just, it's such a good movie. It's just one of those like feel good kind of movies. Um, So that's, it's one of my favorites. So I'm going to head down to uh, Serendipity, uh, where they actually had frozen hot chocolate in the movie. And I called them, and they were like, yeah, everybody pretty much comes in here and asks, is this the same place from the movie? And we say, yes, it is. So we're also trying to get to Boston, where everybody knows your name. So we're going to head up to the Cheers Pub and Restaurant and see the Dr. Seuss Museum and Gardens. And yes, I'm a grown woman, but I'm going to go see the Dr. Seuss Museum and Gardens because my kids were raised on Dr. Seuss. He was, you know, just such, such a big influence on my kids learning how to read when they were seriously young. I mean, I think my son was reading full Dr. Seuss books when he was two years old um, and way ahead of the game by the time he went to uh, great, you know, to kindergarten. So, um, and plus, you know, you have all the great Dr. Seuss movies for kids and we wanted to check it out. It just sounded like such a cool place to go. Now, if, you know, you're sitting there and you're thinking, well, I can't really travel anywhere right now, you know, don't let it upset you. Um, Please try to do a staycation right in your hometown. Look up your local tourism bureau and make plans to check out something that you've never been to before right in your own city, maybe a new park or a new restaurant or a museum you never actually went to. Where I live, there is the Vassar and New York Stage and Films 
powerhouse theater at Vassar College every summer in Poughkeepsie. And this is actually where Lin-Manuel Miranda workshopped Hamilton before it made it to Broadway. So I checked it out, and there's some additional things that I could get tickets to to go see this summer, and some of them are even free. So who knows who will get to see this summer before they make it big on Broadway or their show goes to London and becomes a huge hit. You never know. So all you have to do is just go to your local tourism bureaus and see what they have um, available to do for free. There's a lot of places that do music in the parks and, you know, just where you can get out and enjoy yourself. And just because you don't have the money to travel or the ability to travel doesn't mean you can't enjoy where you are now. So if by any chance you were coming to New York and you want to check out the Vassar in New York Stage and Films Powerhouse Theater at Vassar College, please visit powerhouse.vassar.edu. And no, I do not get paid to say this. It's a really, really cool theater and a cool thing that they do every summer. Like I said, travel starts right in your own backyard. And it might take a little research to find something you want to do or find something that's free. But once you do it, let me know what it is that you went out and did. I'd, I'd love to know exactly how you spent your summer. You can contact me through Twitter at Virgin Traveler. So, that's what I have going on for the summer, but for right now, I have an interview for you guys, and I welcome Ashley Eckstein as my guest. She's widely recognized and honored as an actress, an entrepreneur, a fangirl transcender, trendsetter, and leading voice for female fandom. You might know her as the voice of Ashoka Tano in Star Wars. She also founded Her Universe in 2010. You can check that out at heruniverse.com. And I'm sure that I repeat a lot of this stuff at the beginning of the interviews. But I wanted to just stress that she's also here to talk about her book, It's Your Universe. And she calls it an inspirational guide for young people. But I'm going to correct her because I think anybody who loves Disney will love this book because it features lessons that can be learned from Disney characters and Jedi heroes as a roadmap to dream it and do it. And as a Disney fan and somebody who's always writing goals and things down, I thought it was super cool. So we're going to get into that in a minute. But before we get to this week's interview, I want to give a shout out to the Real Travel sponsor, Greg Antonell and his company, Mickey Travels. How appropriate, right? Mickey Travels. And we have Ashley on the, on the interview this week. Uh, Greg and his Mickey Travels company is an authorized Disney vacation planner and one of a few select travel agencies in the world to be designated by Disney destinations with platinum earmarked status. They are nationally recognized as a leader in planning magical Disney vacations, and they're always 100% free, the va- not the vacations, the services he provides. <laughs> Visit their website at mickeytravels.com or please find them on Twitter at mickeytravels. So let's get to this interview with Ashley. Enjoy. So have you ever loved Disney? I know. Well, I don't even need to finish that sentence because I'm going to raise my hand so much that you didn't just want to visit, but you would have loved to have lived there. Have you ever loved Star Wars so much that you wished you could have been part of the franchise? I'm going to raise my hand again. Today, my guest has done both and now has a book out called It's Your Universe. You have the power to make it happen. It's incredible. I love it. And I want to welcome her to Real Travels today. So, Ashley Eckstein, welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you for having me. I am excited to have you here. And I'm going to tell our audience a little bit about you just in case they have not heard of you, which is ridiculous. But we're going to give them a little background 
you are actually best known for your voice role as Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano. I knew I was going to stumble in, in uh, the animated Star Wars. And we talked about your book. Um, and you are also the founder of a, web, a clothing line and website called Her Universe. And I, I have so many questions. I feel like I'm stumbling over the start of this, but I have so many questions for you. But that's just a little bit of what you've done in your life. It's amazing. Oh, gosh, you're so kind. No, your introduction was amazing. I'm, I'm <laughs> like, truly humbled by the kind introduction. Well, we're going to get to all of it. We're going to talk about your book and your life and so much. And I started off by asking anybody, everybody if they had ever wanted to live at Disney. You didn't actually live at Disney, but you lived in Orlando and got to really be at Disney World almost every day. Tell my audience a little bit about that experience, because that really was your first taste of like what film and TV was all about, right? Yes. Yes, I, you know, I, I feel like I practically did live at Disney World growing up, um, <laughs> because my uh, my dad was a Disney cast member. Uh, he was actually a meat and seafood buyer for the Walt Disney World Resort. So, um, you know, I, I I have no royal title, but sometimes I I claim I call myself Princess Turkey Lake um, <laughs> because my dad was a part of the original team that helped the turkey legs into the parks. Oh, <laughs> so. that's awesome. Princess yeah. turkey legs. All right. Yes, yes. <laughs> so that's the only, i say, royal title I could ever claim. <laughs> that's hilarious. But you, you literally, you went there so much with your mom, and yes. you guys got to, like, just walk the park and, and, and do that almost like it was your neighborhood, right? It was. I, I say I practically grew up on Main Street, USA, and, and within the parks because, um, you know, growing up, my, my parents, you know, we were just a, a middle-class family. We, we never had extra, but we always had enough. My parents, you know, always made sure we had everything we needed, but at the end of the day, you know, we, we, we didn't have extra to go on fancy trips or, you know, um, you know, travel all over the world, and so, but we didn't need to, because um, my dad, by being a Disney cast member, we had um, a, what they call a silver pass, which gets your whole family into Disney World for free every single day if you want to, and my mom, you know, being an elementary school teacher, really took advantage of that, and um, every opportunity she could, she um, always took us to the Disney parks, the Disney resorts, um, the water parks, anything that Disney offered. She always took us there, and um, she she used it as an educational tool. So, you know, some days she would check us out of school and use it as a field trip, or if they were filming a TV show and they needed extras, um, she would take us. Or if they, you know, my, my next-door neighbor was a cameraman for the Mickey Mouse Club, and, you know, they took us to a live taping. And so they really used the world of Disney, um, you know, growing up. And, in fact, many of my first, like, when I go back as a child, I think of, you know, the first time I met Santa Claus, the, um, the first time I learned to swim. Like, they actually offered swimming lessons at Disney. So several of my firsts as a kid were at Disney World. So um, my best memories are all because of Disney World. 
That's amazing. And you said that your mom like used it educationally. A lot of people out there, you know, you think Disney, you think fun, you think the roller coasters, you think all the shows, but it really did. Like if you go to Epcot, it really did have this educational side to it that, you know, you learned all about the world and the different things that are out there. When did it get to you where you thought, Hey, the film and TV side of this is, for me, like, where did you get that spark in learning all about these things? Where did that spark come from? You know, I I knew I wanted to be an actress at a, at a pretty young age. Um, and it really started, I would say, with the Mickey Mouse Club. Uh, because, like I said, my neighbor was a cameraman. And we had the chance to go to a live taping. I got to sit in the audience. And I was enamored with the Disney Channel. And I loved the Mickey Mouse Club. And so... Um, you know, at a pretty early age, that was my dream. I wanted to be on the Disney Channel. And um, I think by going to that taping, it made it real and it made it tangible for me where, you know, I, you know, as a young kid, you often don't think about, you know, you see something on your television, but it, it's hard to grasp because it kind of seems intangible. It's, it's inside of the television. So to actually go in person and see that those kids were real kids just like me and, you know, I got to see how they filmed a TV show and um, that it, it wasn't intangible, but it was actually a real thing that if those kids were doing it, I could too. And so, you know, thanks to growing up in Orlando and around the theme parks, you know, I got to go to several more tapings um, as a kid. And actually, I was very fortunate. My, um, my first acting job was for, for SeaWorld, actually. Um, they, uh, they, they came to my drama club at my middle school because we were one of the closest schools to the theme parks, and they auditioned um, kids to be on one of their new TV shows. And, and Disney often did that as well. So Disney, if they were looking for extras, they would come to our school and, and, and cast for kids. So I, I, I do realize I was very, very fortunate to grow up around that, but um, I also say in the book that you know, in any city, you know, it may not be apples to apples, but if you have a dream, you know, seek out a tangible opportunity. Like, you know, I also, a period of time, I wanted to be a judge, and um, I wasn't sure whether I wanted to be an actress or if I wanted to go to law school and eventually be a judge. And so, um, you know, my, my mom sought out, um, one time a, a female judge was coming and speaking in Orlando, so she took me to go see this judge and see that this this was a, a real person, and if she could do it, I could do it too. I'm not sure how Judge Turkey Legs would have gone over, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not right. <laughs> um, what other films, I, I know you're a huge Disney fan, but when you were growing up, what other films and TV shows did you watch, and did you were there particular actors or actresses that you modeled yourself after? You know, I, I obviously watched a ton of Disney. Disney was almost on in our household 24-7. Um, I also loved Star Wars. So, I mean, literally since I was a young girl, Star Wars and Disney was, was my life. Um, so it truly is a dream come true to be working for both. So um, Star Wars was definitely an influence in me um, or for me, um, you know, as well as Princess Leia uh, at the time. Um, but I also think... Uh, you know, being an actress, I did a lot of theater, and I loved musicals. 
so a favorite of mine was The Sound of Music, um, and I loved Julie Andrews. So um, she was definitely a big inspiration of mine. So um, between musicals and Star Wars and Disney, that's that's usually what was playing in our house. Now, why write a book? I mean, you have these experiences that, first of all, I think it's incredible that here you have the two favorite things are Disney and Star Wars and your life path. We're going to talk about that brings you right to Disney and Star Wars, which is incredible. But talk a little bit about why at this point you decided I'm going to write a book where I'm going to be inspiring people based on my life and what I've done and the things that you learned about Disney along the way. Why? You know, it, it, it started out, um, Actually, it started out not with this book. <laughs> it started out, um, I, I, I started working with Disney through my Star Wars character, Ahsoka Tano, and um, they did an Ahsoka book. Um, and I was fortunate enough to get to um, narrate the audio book uh, for the Ahsoka book. And um, I, I went on tour with the author, E.K. Johnston, and um, the Ahsoka book, you know, it did really well. It, it, you know, was number one in the New York Times bestseller. And, you know, it, you know, kind of proved that this fangirl market was, um, I think there's more there, that it was a bit underserved. So we were meeting with um, the Disney book group afterwards to say, hey, you know, this did really well. Let, let's do more together. And um, somebody asked me if I would write my story, like an autobiography or a memoir. And I said to them, I said, you know, I, I don't feel that I've lived enough of a life or achieved enough to write a memoir, but I said, if you would let me, the book that I would write would be, you know, I, I would tell my story, but more as an advice book on how to make your dreams come true. Because the truth is, I'm not even talking to you today on this podcast if it weren't for Disney, because Disney truly influenced me and inspired me to make my dreams come true. And so I said, I'd love to tell my story, but write it as more of like a how-to or a step-by-step guide on um, how to dream it and to do it. And um, luckily they, they said yes. And for people out there, you know, this is a travel podcast and and it's related to film and TV. And I'm going to ask Ashley some questions about that soon. But you're going to understand why I brought her on, because a lot of us sitting, you know, at home listening to this, I have what's called virgin travelers. And what it is, it's a group of people who basically haven't gotten out there and traveled a lot because life circumstances have kind of gotten in their way. So as we talk, you know, I, I want people to realize that you can take what Ashley's talking about in your book and apply it to your dreams of traveling, which I've done in my life. And this is this is why I wanted to bring her on. And, and I love the layout of your book because you not only just talk about how to go out and achieve things, but you pull Disney characters in and their struggles and how they achieve things in with each piece of your advice and these these little sidebars and these little things that are you know uh, quotes in the book like one of my favorite Disney songs is Hercules Go the Distance and I'm 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 going to be honest I'm a 53 year old woman and I still listen to that song because it's so inspirational and you know that is one of the things I love about your book is the layout because you pull in all these different characters 
and what their struggles were. I thought it was fantastic. Oh, gosh, thank you. Thank you. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned how much Hercules means to you today because, to me, you know, my book, um, you know, some of the descriptions, it'll say that it's aimed towards teenage girls. And, and to me, my dream for this book is that everyone finds something in it because Disney and, and Star Wars, it's, it's ageless, it's timeless, it's genderless. You know, I, I say I'm going to be dreaming until the day I die. Um, I literally, I just had my three-year-old niece um, visiting me, and um, I, I taught her, you know, really for the first time how to wish upon a star. And, you know, she was asking me if, if I wish upon a star, and I tell her, I said, yes every night and and I do whenever I see a star um I always look up and I make a wish and I'm gonna I'm literally gonna do that until the day I die and I think you know not only did the world of Disney inspire me but these characters inspired me so I I love go the distance (laughs) I I blare that song from time to time as well oh me I do it a lot and and we my kids when we go on my kids are grown up they're they're older now they're all in their 20s now and when we would go on road trips we'd have lists of Disney songs that we would play in the car all the way up to their teens and until they left the house and and Disney songs were on that playlist all the time it didn't matter to us how old we were because they are very motivating they're very fun I mean even in your book you talked about um, you know, a time period when you moved from um, you moved to LA all by yourself, and that you you pulled in this this story about Mulan and Hercules, who both left homes by home by themselves, and they were scared, and they they talked themselves out of it and said they had to keep going, they had to do it. I mean, that's that's incredibly motivating when you look at it. That it's not just a kid's movie that there are messages that Walt Disney wanted you to take even he used to say all his you know his whole life he used to say all these great motivating messages and you get them in these films like you said young or old you know yeah you, you know I, these films it's they, they're so inspiring when 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 I need extra inspiration I pop on a Disney film um, and that's why, you know, I say they're, they're ageless. There's, there's a message for everyone. And, you know, Walt Disney, if you look back at some of, you know, some of the older films, there was, there were real lessons to be learned. And, and he thought it was good for, for kids to, to fear and, you know, to be scared. And, you know, it's, it's not just, you know, they're not just messages for, for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, they're real life lessons, and so, you know, well, one thing I say this in the book, you know, Disney, Disney kind of gave me free range to write the story I wanted to write. So I say, I say, look, Disney didn't ask me to write this book. I asked Disney if I could write this book because mm-hmm. it's it's truly not a commercial for Disney. This is this is my ode to what Disney has meant to me, and and I I hope. I can just pay it forward to a new generation of dreamers. It's it's really not you know it's it's not my message. It's it's really what the world of Disney has taught me, and I, I hope we can continue to pay it forward. Absolutely, and you know now you 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 play this this uh, part of Ahsoka where you talked about. Um, that you've gotten to travel to Star Wars events and conventions. And a lot of my listeners love Star Wars, and they go to the different filming locations, and they go to conventions all the time. What was it like going to, like, your first convention, um, you know, and and seeing other people who loved Star Wars as much as you do? 
<laughs> it was amazing. Um, I, I had no idea what I was getting into at my first convention. Um, and, 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 and the best of, I say that in the best of ways. I mean, I had no idea how much it would change my life um, in so many great ways. And, um, you know, they, they told me, but until it actually happened, <laughs> I, I didn't know. And I remember my very first convention, I was, you know, sitting at my table and, you know, I, I'm thinking, oh gosh, no, nobody's going to know my character. Nobody's going to come up. And all of a sudden, this very tall man walks up to my table and I like, you know, that moment where in slow motion, your head goes up and you're, <laughs> um, I'm looking straight up like in the sky practically. And it was David Prowse, the actor who um, is actually in the Darth Vader costume. So Denzel <laughs> Jones does the voice, but David Prowse is in the costume. Yep. And David Prowse was asking me for my autograph. Wow. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. He was he was asking me if it was okay. He was offering to do an exchange if you know if I would give him my autograph if he gave me his autograph and. I, I couldn't even find the words. It was just like, what? How is this real life? <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. incredible. That is incredible. So I mean, like, and, and when you when you saw Star Wars like for the first time, I mean, what was it that you loved about it so much that you know it became like a part of your life? You know, for me, uh, my earliest memory of Star Wars, I was like like three years old, watching it um, on VHS in our living room. Uh, we had this, you know, a, a, a joke. It's it's this glorious orange shag carpet. And, you know, I pretended, <laughs> I pretended that it was the, the desert of Tatooine. And um, we would play Star Wars. And, and I, I even though I loved Princess Leia, I, I didn't want to be Princess Leia. I, I actually wanted to be R2-D2. Um <laughs> And so we would we would play Star Wars, and I think what I remember about Star Wars as a young girl is it just encouraged my imagination. Like I, my my imagination knew no bounds as a young girl, but it just really opened it up. And you know, I imagined that I was in a desert one second, and then you know, flying through space the next second. And um, I think that's what it meant to me as a young girl. But as I got older. To me, Star Wars is a story of hope. It's a story of good overcoming evil. Um, and now, like when I get really down, I'll, I'll you know watch Star Wars because it's it, it just represents hope to me. Mm-hmm. Have you had a chance? You know, if we can talk about traveling a little bit. I mean, you've oh, done yeah. the conventions. Have you had a chance to go to other filming locations or museums that were based on your favorite film or TV shows throughout all the work and the travels that you've done? Um, I have. I have. I mean, one thing I'm I'm so grateful for is um, both my husband and I, you know, have had careers where it requires travel. So, um, we okay, let's tell everybody who your husband is first. <laughs> um, my husband used to play uh, Major League Baseball. So I, um, I met him when he was already playing, but I mm-hmm. was with him eight of the ten Major League seasons where he played. So, And I went to about a 1,000 baseball games um, <laughs> in those eight seasons. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I've uh, since pretty much since 2003, I would say I've been traveling pretty much nonstop. 
Um, and I feel very fortunate we've gone all over. But I would say the one place that I'm, I'm really grateful that I've had the chance to do is um, I get to work with the, the Japanese animation studio, uh, Studio Ghibli. And so and part of um, kind of the requirement or the expectation of being a licensee of Studio Ghibli, um, my company, Her Universe, we make uh, the officially licensed merchandise um, in North America for their films like My Neighbor Totoro or um, the Oscar-winning Spirited Away. Mm -hmm. And um, so I get to go to Japan about once a year. And um, they, you know, they... I've fallen in love with Japan, just absolutely fallen in love with it. And, you know, they take pride in, you know, showing, you know, us Americans, as, as I say, and when we go over, you know, showing us their culture and their beautiful country. And so they've taken me to quite a few of the locations that inspired um, the, you know, the animation studio founder, Hayao Miyazaki, um, you know, that they've taken me to quite a few of the locations that inspired him when he was creating his films. Um, and so that's been, I feel like, a, a, a pinch-me moment every single time I go over there and I get to see a new location of his, and they've taken me to his museums, and um, it's really a, a, a gift. That That's incredible. Um, and, you know, I know you are a very, very busy lady, so you talk about going over to Japan. You've talked about your, your clothing line. Let's talk a little bit about that because – how did you now I know the story behind this, but tell our listeners how you started actually creating your your uh clothing line of her universe um i I started uh I started her universe honestly as a um well it it started with a shopping trip <laughs> for a t shirt a star wars t shirt made for me, and I quickly came up empty handed. Um, you know, I've, like I said, I've been a Star Wars fan ever since I was a little girl. Um, and as the voice of a Star Wars character, I was constantly going to, like we talked about, conventions or, or Star Wars events. And, and I wanted Star Wars clothes made for me. So um, I, I really hadn't paid attention um, to the fact that Star Wars clothes for girls didn't exist because, you know, I, I wasn't alone. I, you know, I, I knew that there was a lot of us everywhere, but I didn't pay attention to the, the serious lack of options out there until when I went shopping that one day, I, I ended up in the men's section and the boys' section. So I started asking around, and I started doing my research of, um, you know, I found out that half of all sci-fi and fantasy fans were women and girls, and, and this was back in 2009. And I also found out that 85% of all consumer purchases at the time were being made by women. And I thought, you know, I'm not a mathematician, but these numbers are not adding up. Mm -hmm. If you make us merchandise, we will buy it. And um, so I started kind of raising the red flag and asking questions. And I, I literally was told to be happy with a men's size small because women wouldn't buy merchandise made for them. <laughs> um, and more importantly, I found out that women and girls were being bullied and being bullied terribly for liking these properties because they were, you know, it was a so-called men's property or a boy's property. So I thought, you know what? I actually asked myself, I said, what would Ahsoka do? And, you know, Ahsoka, who is my Star Wars character, she, um, she 
she's just a good character through and through. She um, was a Jedi. Now she is one of the leaders of the rebellion, and um, she really always tries to do what was right. I mean, she's a real hero. And so I, I was inspired by her, and with my foot in the door at Lucasfilm, I thought, you know, I, Ahsoka would stand up for fangirls, mm-hmm. and, and I want to be a real-life version of her. So I went to Lucasfilm and asked if I could help them design Star Wars merchandise for women and girls, um, and they actually told me no, <laughs> and, and they told me no twice, um, and they said that they only work with reputable companies, and they only give out licenses, um, and so I took a step back, and I thought, okay, well, they're not saying no to my idea, they're saying no to how I'm going about it, so I went away for about nine months, I started my company, Her Universe, I found a reputable manufacturing partner, and then I went back and I said, okay, I did what you told me to do. Now I'd like to apply for a license and make merchandise. Um, And at that point, they were incredibly supportive, and we launched her universe in in June of 2010. (laughs) Wow. Um, I have to tell you, like I told you, I have uh, three children who are now adults, but my youngest is 21 years old. And your story about how to find um, shirts for her, uh, it definitely resonated because for several years, I'm not going to name the outlet, but she would go to one of the bigger box stores and the only way she could get a Star Wars shirt or any other kind of movie shirt, a Marvel shirt, was through the men's section and it annoyed the hell out of her. And as soon as I said, by the way, I'm interviewing and I, and I mentioned your name and she goes, Oh yeah, she just, she started her universe. She goes, that's where you could finally get clothes for women and the way we like it. So you have definitely made an impact. And she, like I said, her, like 90% of her wardrobe is either star Wars or Marvel or all these different kinds of, of, of fangirl kind of shirts um, so I've been there. I've done that business of having to take her into the men's section and so happy to see that you took, you know, took the leap and, and got the product out there in a way that is, is just incredible and inspiring. And, you know, what would you say to my listeners out there who, you know, you have this inspirational book. You you have started a, a clothing line just based on an idea that you had. What advice do you want to leave my listeners with who are sitting at home listening to a travel show and can't do what they want to do right now? How did they get to where you've been? You know, I think I think you have to break it down into steps. Um, I, I say sometimes when you look at the, your eventual end goal, it can be really overwhelming. And, you know, you think, okay, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to get from A to Z, but you're skipping B, C, D, E. You're skipping all the steps in between. And, um, you know, I, in my book, I break making your dreams come true down into steps. It starts with a dream, then you wish, then you believe, then you do, then you transform, and then you just have to trust in the process because you've done everything. Um, and so I actually talk about breaking your your dream or breaking your goal down into smaller steps and, you know, just just focusing on those smaller steps and achieving one, those smaller steps and celebrating when you achieve those smaller steps. 
And eventually, all those smaller steps are going to lead up to your end goal. Um, and so I think, you know, it's a lot easier and um, more manageable to look at a smaller goal than one big, you know, eventual huge goal. And so, um, you know, just break it down into steps. Take one day at a time. And when you take things one day at a time, it makes things a lot more manageable. I agree. I mean, people who want to travel, you hear them saying, oh, one day I want to travel around the world, and they can't even travel 20 miles from their house or something or 100 miles yep. from their house. And that smaller step is, is awesome because it's like get out there and travel in your own neighborhood, in your own state, yep. before you worry about that big picture of traveling around the world one day because that is an overwhelmingly expensive trip to take. And if you can't even do the local stuff, how are you going to do the big stuff? So I love that take it, you know, and break it down into smaller steps. And and for those of you who are out there doing this, you know, please definitely go out and buy a copy of um, Ashley's book. And, you know, you can where can they find it? It's called It's Your Universe. You have the power to make it happen. Where can they find the book? Um, you can find the book wherever books are sold. Um, you can definitely get it on Amazon or uh, Barnes & Noble or, you know, go request it from your local bookstore. Um, they also have it at Disney stores, Disney parks, um, you know, really just anywhere books are sold. Um, and also it's, you know, it's the time of year with graduation. Um, it's a great graduation gift for somebody that's, you know, in that period of time where they're looking to take their next step um, or start a new chapter. Uh, and, and I'm actually asking people kind of to wrap up, and I, I know I sound like a cheese ball, but um, I came up, well, I didn't come up with it, but I, I'm, I'm using the phrase dream warrior. And to me, a dream warrior is somebody that fiercely goes out there and makes dreams come true, whether they're your dreams or somebody else's dreams. So I'm asking people to be a dream warrior with me um, with this book, whether it's your dream, if you'll go out and you'll get it and follow the book and the steps, or if you'll gift it to somebody else and, and maybe a young dreamer, because I think as adults, you know, for us, we, you know, for the most part, we, we kind of know how to get started on the path of making our dreams come true. But I think sometimes we, we forget that young, young dreamers, they don't necessarily know how to dream it and do it. There is a point of time where you kind of have to learn how to begin to make your dreams come true. And so um, I'm asking people to, to help kind of pay it forward with me and, you know, gift the book to a young dreamer and be a dream warrior. That's a great idea. And with, like you said, with graduation coming up and, and, you know, it could be graduation from grade school. It could be graduation from high school and college, anything, you know, I think it's great. And um, I, you can definitely count me in as a dream warrior. You are amazing. I, I can talk to you for another hour, but you are a busy woman. (laughs) So I am going to let you go, but Ashley, thank you so much for coming on real travels. It's been a thrill and good luck with all of this and check out my listeners check out her universe pick up a book and go back and watch a disney movie come on you know it's they're amazing so ashley thank you so much thank you so much lisa thanks for having me bye-bye bye Oh, Ashley, that was such a good interview. I really could have talked to her for another hour, and I do want to be a dream warrior, and I hope that you guys will too. Uh, But thank you again, Ashley, for for coming on Real Travels. Now, I've been without one for a few weeks, but my Celebrity Minute is back, 
And joining me on my Celebrity Minute is Jillian Michaels. You guys know her as a health and fitness expert, a renowned nutritionist, a wellness expert. I'm sorry, a wellness entrepreneur. She has an app you should check out on your travels called My Fitness by Jillian Michaels. And, of course, you guys know her from the hit television series that she's done. I mean, she I don't know when she sleeps. I really don't. You can follow her at Jillian Michaels. But before you do that, let's find out exactly what movie inspired Jillian to travel. Hey, this is Jillian Michaels, and my movie location was from Eat, Pray, Love when Julia Roberts goes to an ashram in Delhi. And when I turned 40... I was kind of in that same place of reevaluating my life and my work, and I went with a bunch of friends for my 40th birthday to India, and uh, it was truly a life-changing experience. Um, I wouldn't trade it for the world, and it was inspired by that movie and that book. Ah, yes, Eat, Pray, Love, and the section on Italy did it for me, Jillian, because I cannot wait. I have not been to Italy yet, but it inspired really all of this for Virgin Traveler stuff that I started. Um, Eat, Pray, Love, Under the Tuscan Sun, both of them really inspired me to finally do what I wanted to be doing. Um, And I will eventually get to Italy. Life, of course, takes everybody in different directions, but I've accomplished a lot since I started that. And uh, that that is one goal I plan on hitting, but I can definitely see Eat, Pray, Love being an inspiration for a lot of people. So, Jillian, thank you for sharing that. Well, that's another edition of Real Travels. Please follow me on Twitter at Virgin Traveler and follow my podcast, whether you found me on Blog Talk Radio, on SoundCloud, on iTunes. Please like it or leave a comment or rate it. Be gentle. (laughs) And finally, don't forget, if you don't have a copy of On Location, a film and TV lover's travel guide, you can um, pick it up, at, like I said, at oblongbooks.com. Or you could go to Roman Publishing. It's R-O-W-M-A-N publishing.com to order a copy. In the meantime, I will see you at the next edition of Real Travels. And in the meantime, make sure you get out and travel, even if it's only in your backyard and only locally. Please get out and do something. Let me know what you did. Enjoy your day.